Hi, today is September 25th, 2021. Welcome to the Theta Gang Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcast should not be considered financial advice. Our stock positions in AMD, NVIDIA, and Apple. Thanks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I know what you're wondering. There are so many audio things that are different in this episode, and uh, the time has finally come. My Audacity file, my project template file got corrupted uh, yesterday as I was recording my podcast stock tier list. Uh, And while I was creating this new template, uh, I've gotten a lot of feedback, uh, namely one from Tom Hamas, friend and patron from the Discord. Uh, I came across your email and it just reminded me like that, you know, the new 2021 looking forward from 2020 being more positive uh and all that stuff uh, i picked a more positive upbeat song uh shout out to artists called liquid it's pronounced or not pronounced but it's uh spelled l-i-q-w-y-d and the track name is sweet uh it's pretty cool uh it's pretty sweet and uh it'll be the song that is used for the podcast for probably at least a year um, so, yeah, uh, other things you might notice, um, I played around with my mic settings, uh, on the Yeti Blue microphone, there are several, there, there, <laughs> look at me, several, there's two knobs on the back, uh, and you could toggle between modes of how you talk, uh, the way that my microphone is positioned, uh, I never was using the correct setting for the mic being in this position. And so now my voice is coming in a lot more clearly, which really explains why when I was talking sometimes it, the mic would have trouble picking up audio. Uh, so sorry if my voice, you know, jump startled you. If you were, you know, binging on the podcast and this one just came on and suddenly my voice is booming. Um, it will be like this for a pretty long time. Um, what else? What else? Uh, nothing much. Just on the weekly plays here, um, just maintaining uh, my all-time high, uh, being grateful for the gains I've made this year, and gr- also grateful for the blunders that I did not get myself into, right? Like, a lot of things that I learned from last year during the coronavirus crash uh, gave me a lot of uh, like in- insight into how I think and how I uh, do when the market gets scary and so I can better recognize when things are scary and then attribute the right you know trading traits uh, to trade in this type of environment I think the market right now is kind of choppy but that's okay and the market can be scary it's scary to me um, but it's nothing to like overcompensate for I think right now we're like destined to probably trade flat i don't see real much news to make us go down other than uh anti-chinese news uh but of course all that can change with one one news article saying you know china um has you know given a letter back to its economy saying hey sorry for being communist i don't don't know i'm not good at politics um but yeah just like one article could change all of this, um, but a lot of the stock market is news-driven, and so I recognize that, and I'm just trading or trying to trade 
appropriately. And I'm just grateful for all the things I learned last year. Uh, continuing on the weekly plays, uh, we've been doing uh, this stock tier list on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash realtheatergang on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time where we tier stocks. I'm sure you guys and girls have been listening to the stock tier list episodes. Um, and it's it's just been really fun. And the crowd gets bigger and bigger every week. And it's it's a blast. I love I loved talking. I love being able to um, you know answer questions that viewers might have or listeners of the podcast might have. If you've ever wanted like a, a chance to like just communicate with me in like a verbal format or like chat slash verbal format, I answer all questions on Twitch.tv, even ones that are like very specifically trade related. Though, uh, for very specific trade stuff, uh, I just request that you show up early so it doesn't get in the middle of a themed episode. But show up early. Sometimes I start the stream early, and I'll be more than willing to go into the Tastyworks terminal and do some oogla boogla for you. Uh, next up, we have earnings. I have that pulled up already from Earnings Whispers uh, on the week of September 27th. Uh, there is Aurora Cannabis after close on Monday, uh, Micron after close on Tuesday. Shout out to the Mu 90s, uh, and then Carmax and Bed Bath and Beyond before open on Thursday. Uh, nothing really much to report here beyond that Micron is the first semiconductor company to report, I think. Um, and then CarMax. So if you guys and girls don't know, used cars uh, are really hot right now. I can almost sell the car that I bought um, certified pre-owned for almost the price that I bought it at uh, like nearly three years ago. Uh, I have it fully paid off too, so I'm just considering actually just selling my car uh, just for that Toyota pickup that I've always wanted. <laughs> um but yeah, it's insane what the used car market is like right now, and just uh, seeing what numbers that CarMax might pump out uh, for their earnings report might be um, might be cool. I don't think uh, this necessarily correlates with used car sales at all um, for CarMax, we just because I don't know how true the news articles are. I definitely feel that the news articles are true. Uh, just because my car value is almost identical to where I bought it. So um, that's just some anecdotal, uh, you know, t that's just an anecdotal tidbit from me. But this does not mean buy CarMax calls. Alrighty, uh, next up on the ThetaGain.com website updates, uh, notifications got a rework. So previously, you always had to tag a user no matter what in order for them to get a notification that you replied to them. Uh, but now, as long as you reply in the same thread, everyone in that thread will get notified whenever you post. Um, and so it just... A life of life improvement quality of life improvement for the website um, be, especially because there was no autofill feature for mentions or using the at symbol you know on most other websites that have like you know more than a hundred engineers there are drop downs for whenever you, you know, press the app button on your you know keyboard and then a list of usernames come up and it helps you find the person you're looking for to make to spell their username right and whatnot 
I don't got time for that. I don't think that's a priority for the website right now. Um, so I just made this rework for the notifications where you don't have to tag anyone. Everyone's just gonna get notified in the same thread. Uh, as far as oh, I can see in the data, there's not that many conversations even happening. I just want to make the lives of whoever is you know using the the post feature on the website just make their lives a little bit easier there. Um, and then this one. I was actually going to do this like next month because of where it was in the priority list. Um, but I finally just did the about page for ThetaGain.com. And so if you go to ThetaGain.com slash about, uh, I put uh, a section of like what is ThetaGain. Um, and I put also, what else did I put? Hold on, bear with me. I, I And I just wrote it too. Um, there's a what is Theta Gang, there's a why was this made section giving you a little bit of the origin story of you know why I created ThetaGang.com. Uh, there's a section called is this free, you know, it talks about that the website podcast service is totally free and there are no ads and that's just thanking the patrons basically. Uh, and then there's like two questions at the bottom is uh, why can't I delete trades or what if I make a typo mistake. Um, yeah, I, this is this has been a long time coming. Uh, if I was, you know, if I got funding from say like millionaires or billionaires, this is, this would be something that they would have wanted done a long time ago, but this is just, you know, you, you guys and girls know me, like this isn't going to be something that I feel like I have to do, right? Like if you find about, find out about the website and you think it's cool, I'd love if you stay, but if you decide that it's not for you and balance, I, I also don't care. Um, so got, oh, just finally got that done. Feels pretty good. I think it'll help uh, with a lot of the emails that I get regarding answering these questions or asking me these questions. Um, and so that's kind of why I did it because I just want my emails to be a little bit more uh, relevant. And that goes for not just for my junior.com, but also for like my personal email and stuff. Just making sure that your email is clean that could be that's probably one of the uh life pro tips i could ever give you is that if you're listening to this right now and you have like six thousand uh unread email messages this this i was one of those people too i didn't care about my email my email was just something where my notifications go to and all the ads go to whatever and i use it to sign in to things cool cool once you get a handle on your email your online presence feels so clean because you know you can text you can call all you want but realistically like that's not that it just doesn't work you type a lot faster on the keyboard and you know if you have dual monitors like everyone else does on this planet then email is something that you just like kind of have to do and making that part of your everyday routine feel clean you know this is coming from me so i guess it's a little bit biased but like my room's always clean i like my life being super efficient my i was joking around with my girlfriend the other days like my happy days my self-care days are days where i have like a day off and i spend that day off making my future days just with days working days off all types of days more efficient Right. So, for example, um, if I order my toothbrush heads and razor heads and I swap them because they've, they've been old for a while and then um, maybe I order like my annual white and black tees I always wear 
um, uh, you know, just making sure that my life going forward, like, I don't have to think about, by the way, I only wear, like, I, well, I guess this was a little bit different back then, uh, but before, maybe, like, a year and a half ago, I only exclusively wore uh, white and black tees, but I've gotten closer to uh, one of my old roommates, which is now my new roommate, and he's gotten me into, like, fashion, and then kind of, like, representing your identity through what you wear and so i've been like buying you know stuff from like adcc uh i'll wear like magic the gathering shirts sometimes but my primary clothing is white and black shirts but let me digress um so <laughs> i don't even remember what i was talking about what was i talking about hold on i'm gonna play play it back and then i'm gonna, I'm gonna try to remember what i was talking about <laughs> that's a first okay so yeah the reasons why <laughs> <laughs> the reasons why you want to uh, have your emails clean uh, is just it makes your your online presence just more efficient. You don't have to parse through things. If someone says, "Oh, I'm going to send you an email about this," uh, then you don't have to go dredging through like the top 100 of your uh, inbox that all looks the same because they're all in bold because they're all in red and then all that whatnot. Um, and so I like to keep my inbox super clean and I use the spam folder uh, like very aggressively. I send advertisements to spam. I will actually unsubscribe from a lot of newsletters and stuff that you know you have to like low key check when you say terms and agreements. But clicking the unsubscribe button has helped. Um, and just taking the time to do that. It's, it's, I think it has to be easy to do. I think that's actually a legal thing. So if you guys and girls haven't tried, if you are getting spammed by something and you see that little unsubscribe button, click it. It's literally just one link. It takes you to somewhere and most of the time it'll just say, hey, you've unsubscribed from everything um, regarding that website. Um, but it, it's, it, it just makes everything so much easier. This isn't even an ad, right? Like I'm not even telling you like, oh, look at this email client that I'm now using and I love using this. No, I just use Gmail. So uh, this is just one of those tidbits that, you know, if you have like 6,000 unread emails and you know you're at a place where you don't need to find and search for a particular email, Google right now how to read all of your emails at one time. So you, you have zero unread emails. And then from that moment on, uh, every email that comes in, if it's not relevant, move it to spam, unsubscribe from the newsletter, and do that for a week. And then soon, your inbox will be pristine. And then now you're like kind of proud of your email and like proud of you know your Gmail that you got or whatever email client you, or email broker you got. Um, but yeah, that, that's just one of my tangents I'm going to go on today. Uh, but hopefully it can help you feel more control about of your just online presence. And I could, I could talk days about this kind of type of stuff, like a VPN or a password manager. And this is sponsored by NordVPN. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, your online presence is important and you should work as efficiently as possible, especially when you got so many keys at the at your fingertips with the keyboard and your online environment, whatnot, blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. Okay. I was not actually going to do this episode, but uh, because of the new music, 
because of just how much better my voice sounds because uh, of this new mic setting. I cannot believe I've been griefing myself by choosing the wrong setting like this entire time in the last like uh, two and something and a half years. Uh, but yeah, we're just going to do it. We're going to do the long naked call episode for 2021. I might do this entire series in 2022 if it needs to be revised. If I feel like it doesn't need to be revised, I won't do it. Um, but this long naked call episode will be an update from my first long naked call episode or I guess naked long call. I, I don't remember what I called it before, but something something of that sort, right? We're going to today learn about the long naked call and I'll kind of give you like how I would explain it to a friend so that there uh, there you can uh, maybe use it when applying and teaching your own friends uh, about options, especially when they want to start. Um, because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of questions that feel stupid to ask. Uh, for example, like if I buy this contract, where is it coming from? Or like, what does a what is a contract like? Is it legally binding, right? Like, you you have all of these stupid questions that you think are stupid, but they're appropriate to ask, right? Like that a lot of people just don't want to ask on the, even on the internet because you feel like you get flamed. This is the safest place to learn, in in my opinion, about options and stuff. So if you uh, want to learn more about the naked call, or if you want to just see if uh you know we vibe the same way about you know the long naked call then keep listening all right we're gonna bring it back we're gonna bring back uh the apple trading at 100 dollars example um but actually before we get into that the long naked call is a type of option uh in the world of options there are primarily two sides. There is the call option if you're bullish, and there is the put option if you're bearish. Uh, we're only going to be talking about the call option today, uh, and we're going to be specifically talking about the buy side. The long naked call is is basically everyone's first type of options they trade because it's the most simple. Um, it's the easiest to apply, and so I think personally it's the easiest to understand. Um, so if you know you're looking for a trade to start out with, uh, maybe if you're paper trading, which you know if if you're a long time listener of the podcast, you know I'm not for paper trading. Um, but if you're just looking to start, I think long naked calls are a perfect place to start because they teach you so much about what can go wrong. So to preface all of this, understand that long naked calls can get you a lot of gains, but they can also get you got they can uh make you lose a lot of money if you're not careful what i like about long naked calls uh is that they have a defined loss the amount of money that you spend on naked call assuming that you don't use margin let's just pretend in this the entire rest of this episode you're not using margin because i don't think you should if you're a beginner um just assume that you know if you pay a hundred dollars for this call option the most you can ever lose is a hundred dollars Okay, uh, let's just begin. Yeah, let's just start talking. Um, call options are a directional bet. You are buying from your broker, right? If you go on Robinhood or Tastyworks and you log in, you buy a call contract, you are buying the right 
to buy the stock at a certain price. That price is determined by the strike price that is on the contract. So for example, you can buy the 105 strike price from Apple, uh, for, or I mean for Apple, um, and that gives you the right to buy Apple at 105. Um, and you know there's se there's several expiration dates. You know contracts these contracts do expire. You have to pick an expiration date. Um, and uh, the more time that's left on the contract, the more expensive the contract will be, uh, because it just gives you more time to be right. And everyone wants more time because time is finite. <laughs> um, so uh, you know when you pick. Uh, this option, uh, especially if we're choosing the 105 strike for Apple trading currently at 100, uh, it's a bullish bet. You're saying, hey, I want the right to buy Apple at 105 um, because I think that Apple can actually get to 130. Maybe you're just incredibly bullish on Apple. You think Apple's going to go up 30% in one year for whatever reason. You have insider knowledge or you think the iPhone's going to be killer, whatever have it. Um, but, you know, you would buy the 105 strike uh, if you thought Apple would go above 105 uh, because this contract uh, does not cost, uh, say, like, $10,500 for the 105 contract, right? It only represents 100 shares at the 105 price. Um, because this contract expires, it is much cheaper to buy the call than it is to buy the 100 shares at that price. And, you know, it wouldn't be the Theta Game Podcast if I didn't mention, like, all the real reasons of why people do things the call contract uh for retail traders like you and me are not used appropriately uh in in my eyes at least a lot of people that tr the, just average people right i'm average you're probably average uh they slash we slash i used to uh, buy these call options very irresponsibly um, when I could have just been buying shares, maybe not 100 shares at one time, you know, during that time. But uh, I was, you know, making money, I was losing money uh, on these call contracts uh, when I could have just been, you know, accumulating shares and setting up an auto deposit and just getting buying more and more shares and then later doing other strategies like uh, covered calls and cash secured puts and whatnot, which we'll get into in future episodes. But don't get in the rut of thinking, hey, I don't make that much money right now, or I don't have a lot of money right now, so I don't think I can make a realistic you know, return on shares, so I'm just gonna buy calls, and then I'm gonna sign up for a service, and I'm gonna smash this out of the park, and um, this you would never be able to do this with uh, just regular common shares because that would take forever. You know we're not Warren Buffett, so um, I'm just gonna buy options and you know either go home or <laughs> go big or go home. This expiration date that's attached to the contract is probably the most important concept to uh, understand when trading options. 
a lot of the options premium, aka the cost of the contract, is comprised of the time that is in the contract. Um, if you choose a contract that is very, very, very far out in the distant future, it's going to cost a lot of money. I mean, you get to a certain point where sometimes it's just better to just buy the shares and do other types of strategies against those shares with other types of options. Um, but if you, for example, um, you know, want to buy an option that is very short-lived, yes, the amount of money that you can make on those options is big. This is very popular with people that play earnings, right? There are days uh, over the course of the year, four times a year, one per quarter, um, or AKA every three months, where companies will report uh, how their earnings are doing and what their forward guidance is for the next quarter and maybe the next year. Um, and the stock price can go up or down, you know, 5%. Um, and that would not be that big of an issue if you just had shares. You know, some your stock position goes down 5%. That's not like a huge deal. But say, for example, uh, Apple is currently trading at $100. You think Apple will go up 5% this earnings call. Uh, and you buy the 105 strike that expires this Friday, um, and Apple, uh, you know, it reports today after the bell, and it becomes reporting time, and Apple misses. Well, now your option price um, of that contract has gone to nearly zero because there's no way Apple will reach 105 um, if earnings miss. Earnings miss. Apple trades down to maybe like $98 or $99, right? It's like 1% or 2% down, uh, which isn't a big deal if you had shares. But because you bought this long naked call contract that expires this Friday for that expected a 5% jump, you just basically turned all the money you spent buying that contract to zero. So... Please, as I'm continuing to explain the long naked call, um, it might sound lucrative to buy these contracts instead of shares because you have this mentality of like, oh, I'll never get to uh, a place where I can start, um, you know, selling options or uh, buying shares at a reasonable rate um, to give myself like an income I could live off of. But trust me, it's way better than losing and then getting got. But don't like just don't take my don't take my word for it here. Uh, and then you know if you ever do get got, uh, just understand that this podcast is a friendly place to learn. Uh, if you do end up getting got, you can come to the stream, come hang out. Uh, there's positive vibes there. I'm never gonna tell you I told you so. I think that's like one of the worst. Uh, phrases in the English language. I think it's almost pointless. Um, but yeah, just go ahead uh, and uh, give the rest of the section a listen. So let's dive a little bit deeper into the long naked call option. Uh, the long naked call option, like we talked about, has an expiration date, so it does eventually expire. Uh, the price of the option will fluctuate. Duh. Yeah, right, as the stock price goes up and down. Uh, but let's take, for example, that the stock trades flat, 
Okay, the stock trades absolutely flat. Apple stays at $100. You bought the 105 strike for like, say like next month, you put 30 days on it. You gave yourself, you know, a, a good amount of breathing room to be correct. Well, I wouldn't say like a 5% move is, you know, uh, just a little breathing room, but you know, say if you bought like the 102 option or whatever, but for all intents and purposes, I'm just gonna say 105 because the math is easier that way for me. Um, let's say, you, you know, 30, 30 days out, you buy the 105 call, um, but Apple just trades flat. Maybe it does go up to 105 and maybe it does go down to 98, maybe it goes up to 101 and then maybe it's back at 100. If the stock trades flat and the contract reaches expiration, the contract becomes worthless because it's expired. During the life of the contract, you can exit whenever you want. So let me make, let me come up with this example that like just hits home. If you buy a contract, same same one, 30 days out, 105 strike. If Apple trades up like, like 25 cents or 50 cents, the stock price or the option price of that long contract at 105 that expires in 30 days, it might go up a dollar. And then yes, you can close out and sell your long naked call option to someone else and then they will have the right to buy Apple at 105. Your call contract is not binded to you. And this is one of the, you know, the, the quote, like stupid questions I think people are afraid of asking is that these contracts that you buy are not legally binding in a sense where like you're stuck with it forever. You can buy more of the same contract and you can sell that contract that you have to someone else for a profit or a loss, right? Say for example, uh, your earnings call doesn't do well, um, and you know there's a f there's like a few more weeks left on the contract. There's a good chance you can sell it to somebody else. Uh, you would just you know occur like a pretty big loss, um, but you're not stuck with it until it hits zero. I think that's one of the points that I want to hit home in uh, with this point. The Next biggest point, I think, uh, would be the break-even. Uh, I didn't quite know how to calculate my break-even like in my head like I can do now for quite a while. Um, I always relied on my broker platform telling me um, or just like these like tools online that would tell you or basically calculate for you your break-even on your uh, long-naked call option. Uh, but it's pretty simple, and I hope to explain it um, as best as I can in an audio format. Uh, if you guys and girls don't know, I'm planning to make YouTube videos um, probably the beginning of next year. So this is kind of just like me practicing talking about it. I want to make it very concise and very short. I'll have like a whiteboard. It would just it'll be very fun. Um, but calculating your break even for your trade will just open the trading world to you because if you don't understand where your break even is you'll have so many questions around like you know what price do i need in order for this to um be profitable the next day or you know you know by expiration um and so break even is the point in the trade where you start to make money now let's say apple is trading at 100 dollars and you buy the 105 strike. 
let's say for example you buy the contract and it expires i don't know like next week let's use a like a wall street bets type of example here uh you buy one that expires next week and you purchase it for fifty dollars you went to robinhood.com or tastyworks uh, and you bought this 105 Apple long contract that expires next week for $50. You think there's going to be a 5% move uh, in the next week, and it's $50 to take that bet. By expiration, and I could just do this in my head, and there's a lot of other people on the internet or you know doing podcasts that can do this too. Uh, by, next, by expiration next week, if Apple is trading above 105.50, that's $105.50, you will make money. This is very, 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 very important to understand because if you don't know where you win, it may, it makes winning very, very hard because you won't know what's a good deal and you won't know um, where you are safe, etc. So. The way you calculate this is the reason why you paid, uh, you know, or not, not the reason why you paid 50 bucks, but the reason why the break even is $105.50 is because you take the $50 that you paid for that contract at Apple trading at 105 that $50, and you divide it by 100. So you have $50 divided by 100 and then you add that to the strike price so that is 0.5 uh, and so 105 plus 0.5 is 105.5 or aka 105.50 and if it wasn't clear the reason why we divide the $50 you paid for the contract by 100 is because the contract represents 100 shares so 50 dollars divided by 100 is effectively 50 cents and so for each share you're paying 50 cents in premium thus equaling um, 50 dollars uh, here's a fun fact also a quote stupid question um, you can only buy contracts that represent 100 shares you can buy as many contracts as you want but each contract will always represent 100 shares. There's no such thing as writing a contract or buying a contract, sorry, um, for uh, for like 75 shares or 50 shares. There's only contracts that represent 100 shares. And I think I missed a core concept earlier, which, I'll, you know, instead of editing this podcast, I'll just like take these notes for, you know, next year's version or, you know, the videos I'll be making next year. The core concept that I want to deliver home, uh, you know, this, like in this episode, is that the long naked call, the the fact that you get the right to buy it at 105 in this Apple example, is very strong. If Apple reaches 150, right? Like if Apple reaches 150. Um, instead of buying 100 shares of Apple at $150 each, because you have the contract, you can exercise that contract and you can just buy Apple, no matter what price it's trading at right now, or AKA if it's trading at 150 right now, because you have this contract, you have the right to buy it at 105. 
that's what you paid for. You paid for the right to buy it for this discount because you had this directional bet. You had this, you had this feeling that it was going to go up and you wanted a discount. And so you get to pay off huge by only spending $10,500 rather than spending $15,000 if you just bought the shares outright without the contract. Uh, but of course, that is the dream scenario. That is the Wall Street bets dream scenario of like a, a stock mooning while you have long naked calls. And I think uh, it's actually worth just mentioning that this is my favorite trade uh, for beginners, N namely because it has all the core concepts. It's the simplest one to execute. Um, it has a uh, ex it has an expiration date. I mean, what contract doesn't? Uh, but as a finite uh, max loss, which is you know, aka the fifty dollars that you paid for that imaginary Apple contract, um, it is uh, simplistic in nature. It doesn't require more than one option type. It's literally just the long naked call. There are things called like a short iron condor or put credit spread or jade lizards that mix and match the buy and sell side of both calls and puts, which is which are really complicated but in order to start understanding just exactly what is happening in those complicated trades uh you need to start with the basics and you know a lot of you know longtime veterans might just think like oh junie like why are you telling new people to you know start with long naked calls that uh, that you know, even you say like you know they don't win that often. You know, you talk about thirty percent all the time. How could you do this? Oh, uh, it's just learning, and it's learning the building blocks of which other trades are made out of. And if you can understand this one really well, uh, you know, do a few small long naked call trades, really get a feel on how option prices move, and see just like how green you are at the end of an at expiration maybe or like you know at the closing bell on expiration day for those that want to be a little bit more granular um but it, it it's a doozy right like options are so complicated obviously i'm not gonna be able to like do a fancy graph for you right now because you're in the car driving and this is an audio only podcast uh but i hope this gave you a lot of insight into a long day call especially if you haven't really heard about options and someone just like straight referenced you to the data game podcast this might be one of the first episodes you pick just because I'm, I'm sure that you know i'll start formalizing my stance on like what the best trades are to start out with and then you know they might say like hey listen to his long naked call episodes maybe the one that he made in like 2019 and then you know the one in uh 2021 which is this one um yeah we talked about date expiration uh we talked about break even we talked about you can leave the trade whenever you want uh you can exit for a profit you can also exit for a loss um yeah talked about the scenario about uh when the trade is super good and why someone would really want to do along the caution like apple chain at 150 but you have the 105 strike lane and you buy it for 105 instead of 150 um oh i i guess i'll just add this one last bit earlier i talked about that the average retail trader doesn't typically use options 
like like the rest of the world uses options. Hedge funds have billions of dollars. They will they will exercise contracts and flip contracts like no one's business. For us as retail traders, we don't typically exercise contracts. In fact, it's, it's very rare to exercise a contract. Exercise just means to exercise your right to buy the shares at that particular price. For example, in that 105 strike price example where Apple uh, shoots up to 150, you would probably not uh, exercise the contract. You would probably, I remember, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. Um, you would probably sell the contract for a profit. Uh, that contract uh, is worth at least uh, $4,500 because that is the net difference of uh, what the shares or what the contracts represent. So the contracts uh, represent uh, 100 shares at each strike price. So that's $15,000 at the $150 strike price and $10,500 for the 105 strike price. And because Apple has shot up to 150, your 105 contract has at least $4,500 of premium on it now. So your $50 contract went up $4,500, which is insane returns, right? You don't get that type of returns uh, trading stock, but this is very dangerous style trading. Um, or, you know, it takes a lot of discipline to do it correctly if you're not doing it totally and irresponsibly. It's very hard uh, style to uh, do. Um, but yeah, you wouldn't exercise the contract. That's, that's, my, that's my point, is hedge funds might want to do it because maybe their analysts think that, you know, getting in on a Apple at the 105 price is a good idea and they might want to exercise that price because um, it's just easier that way for their bankroll or just you know they want to accumulate shares based on uh, assignments and, and exercises rather than uh, market purchases for stock so uh, because other people hedge funds exercise uh, because they have billions of dollars and we don't have billions of dollars uh, you would just buy your contract for fifty dollars, and you know if it mooned, you would sell it for um, four thousand five hundred dollars, netting you uh, four thousand four hundred fifty dollars in profit for this particular trade on expiration day. Um, but remember, while this example might get you feeling excited to do uh, the you know, the one hundred five strike uh, for Apple, which it wouldn't wouldn't cost fifty dollars. It costs a lot more because Apple is a lot more expensive uh, than hundred dollars now. Uh, but for this fictional example, this fifty dollar trade where you expected Apple to go up five percent could have easily gone in any other direction. And this is like one of the uh, the more realistic parts of the long naked call. The long naked call loses in several scenarios it loses if it does not go up enough it loses if the stock trades flat it loses if the stock trades slightly down it also loses if the stock tanks there are many many cases where 
you lose in a long gig call. So some beginner tips would be come up with some sort of system or trigger. I've talked about it many times in this uh, podcast, not this episode, but just my podcast in general. Come up with a certain number threshold where you are going to be always okay to take the green off the table because you are always against the clock when you have a option. As the option nears expiration, it will decay in value faster and faster exponentially, right? No one wants a contract that has like only three days left. More people, or I mean less and less people want it one day out or the same day, right? And so you can see how the contract exponentially decays in value as time gets nearer. So there are beginner traps where beginners receive their first green long naked call and they're super happy and they're like, wow, this could keep mooning, so I'm gonna keep holding on to it. And then the next day, uh, it doesn't even go down. Maybe it just stays flat, but because there's so little time left, uh, you're going against time decay, right? <laughs> I'm not gonna even mention right now for those that, for those that, <laughs> for those that know. Um, but yeah, you're always racing against the clock. You don't want to ruin a good green play. So what I typically do for long options on the buy side, I say, hey, if it reaches 30% of the value that I purchase it for, I'm out. Because 30% in the options world is, you know, pretty standard maybe for, you know, a winning strategy. Uh, but in the stock world, 30% is huge. You you see 30% over like five years. You don't see um, 30% in, uh, uh, I mean, four years, you know, if you count SPY annual growth being like 7%. Um, but yeah, being able to take winners off the table is a very good skill to uh, develop early or else you're gonna become like a lot of other people where you're just gonna get frustrated and blame uh, like market manipulators, which you know may or may not exist, or you're gonna blame algorithms, you're gonna blame uh, macroeconomics, you're gonna blame everybody but yourself because this news piece or this news reporter talked about this or this financial analyst talked about that, they didn't agree with you and so the, uh, the stock tanked or maybe you know, someday you start doing bearish types of bets, you do puts, and then you think the world is going to end, but everyone and everybody else is happy and the stock market's going up and you become bitter. A lot of options trading in the beginning is taking ownership of your mistakes. Everyone has to deal with the news feeds. Everyone has to deal with the macroeconomics. Everyone has to deal with everything that you're dealing with because Everyone is just aware of news. News can always happen. So you have to always trade like it, which is why uh, for long-term strategies and things that you will do to get a reliable income from the stock market, long naked calls are not my favorite uh, type of trade. Uh, I have other favorite types of trades, which we will talk about in future episodes. But the long naked call is really only good in my eyes as a beginner learning tool where you keep your trades small you get a feeling of like your money moving and you get a feeling of you know time decay and volatility and all all the other things that we have not talked about you're gonna 
you're going to feel your option price move up and down. You're going to become scared. You're going to uh, get excited. You're going to you're going to hold on to winners too long and you're going to let go of your losers too early. You have a lot of learning to do. And I think this is my final point is that you're going to mess up when you start trading uh, or when you do anything. And everything in life when you first start, you will suck. I sucked. I still suck. I just suck a little bit less than I did a year ago. I suck then a little bit less than the year before that. It's a process. There are days where you will also get disgustingly got. No matter how many times you listen to this podcast, no matter how many times I might tell you like, oh, this style of trading is kind of dangerous, beep boop, uh, it happens. Listen to enough podcast episodes from the Theta Game Podcast, and you will hear people write in through email like, Hey, Junie, I've been a long-time listener, but today I'm writing in because I got got, and I need a few words of encouragement. Right, And then I give them a motivational speech, and they get back to trading, and we're all happy again, and we're good to go. Trading is very hard. There's no one else to blame but yourself. If a news piece comes out, if something about that company happens, you put your money there in the first place. No one forced you to put your money there. It is all you. You should be taking account of all risk. Yes, there is such thing as fraud, but if you stick with the fundamentals, blue chip companies, stocks that are very well known, stocks that have lots of volume, and all these other indicators that are really good uh, that you can also learn in other episodes of this podcast, uh, then you should be fine. Thank you for listening. This was my first uh, technical uh, revamp episode. Um, and uh, I hope it went well. I hope it was e- uh, easy to understand. Uh, again, I understand this is kind of hard to listen to in the car. If I'm talking about numbers and make you do math in your head as you're like trying to go through and weave through traffic. So uh, pay attention to the road. Air traffic uh, controllers, make sure the planes get into the right uh, spots and pilots eyes in the skies i will see everybody in the outro and uh yeah thanks for listening you can follow me on twitch at real 30 gang where i stream on tuesdays at 7 30 p.m on uh, Tuesdays, you can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. You can email me at junie at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. <laughs> it's just funny because you you guys and girls hear me stutter. And that is like my only proof in the world where I can tell you like I actually read my outro organically every time. It's not like a copy and paste. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, because honestly, having like, you know, my intro being um, copy and paste or my outro being copy and paste, it, it, I, I'm not trying to get it down to that type of process. Um, yeah, I, I like the I like the organic mistakes that I make. Uh, it'll make it so that when my kids listen to this, when I'm a grandpa, uh, they can make fun of me with my stutters. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my patrons. 
uh, that's Pocket Change, Andrew EC Kid, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay Z and Malab, Johnny B Good, Jackie B O Two, MG Cans, Mods, Norco, Royal Mitch Eighty Seven, SS Eighty Eight, Craig Thomas, TJ Wilson, Beans, J Kim, Statistically Random, Tom Thomas, Mr. Integrity, Drevy, Deleted, Mitch Joffrey Eighty Six, I Am Bell Wheaton, DJ Mac Eighty Six, Nov, Vlad T C, Cheese, Maltman Eighty Fifty Six, Chivana Tuxedo, I Made in Lulu, Mr. Sneedy, Mano, Dun Dun Grab Hunt Eighty Five, Gordami Tsunami, Salami, <laughs> Leo Jetson, Fancy Wolf, My Astro XC, Nate the River, Will Climb Norfis, Fury Bad Trader, Chicken Dinner, Slava Lippin, Your Ivan Yukon, Decentral, Arfman, Low Scouts, Laser Service, The Jester, Chris, Great Boy, Kaput, Rest of Your Shifty, and AG. Oh, yeah. Um, I cannot believe that my mic was on the wrong setting. Like, I'm just recording this. And I'm looking at Audacity, and my wave signals for this audio track are way bigger than they used to be. And it's just because it's picking up so much more of my voice. Oh, I cannot believe I didn't have this setting on the entire time. See, you can do this, uh, like, every day, and I'm not I'm not a pro by any means of, at podcast recording. But I learned little stuff like this, and it's just like, wow, you know, it makes... It makes it just a little bit more enjoyable knowing that I don't have to like yell into my mic to get pick up some sound. Um, which also means it's going to come out better through the podcast episodes where I record the stock tier list. And also it will come out better on the stream. Um, as far as life is going, life has been going amazing. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but my life has been going really, really well as of late. Um, Actually, I think I did mention this. So my bad for repeating it, but it's still, I mean, I guess this is just saying that it's still really great. Like my mom is feeling really good. She still has really bad days, but she has a lot more average days lately. and uh, shout out to Major for recommending me uh, to read The Giving Tree. If you guys and girls have not read The Giving Tree, it's a children's book. It takes, if you if you speed read it, it'll take you less than a minute. If you just read it normally, it might make, it might take you like five minutes. It's a perfect bedtime story, I think, for a kid. But good luck. If you're a parent, especially if you have a relationship with your parents like you, like you think I have with my mom, it's going to make you cry. Like, there's no way you don't tear up reading that book. Uh, and so what, what, I, what I did was I ordered the book. I have it with me here. Uh, and I flipped through the pages, like, you know, as I'm sipping through coffee and looking at stocks maybe in the morning. Um, but I ordered another copy for my uh, mom at home. And I told my dad to keep it a secret. And I told my stepdad to read it to my mom. Uh, you know, when, you know, she's not having a a great time. Because that type of stuff really does wonders with my mom. Like, what... My mom's having, like, one of those bad days. It's so so weird. It's like, people with uh, people... They have other people in their lives that have mental illnesses. Can relate to this, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm speaking like I know. <laughs> um, but 
when my mom is having one of those episodes, uh, especially when I'm back at home, sometimes it's it's just it, the the atmosphere is really tense and you know it, you know uh, it's very it, it's still a very loving moment but like you know i might start crying and just feeling so bad uh and just telling my mom like how much i love her and how much i wish she like felt better like as she's like having like this really bad attack right like this panic attack anxiety attack type of thing um and when she starts seeing me cry there's something that triggers inside of her that makes her feel like it makes her feel strong like she has to take care of me because that's how we grew up right like i i uh i was home i was home alone often because my uh stepdad was working my mom was working a bunch but we had this like this like mutual agreement right like uh i knew my parents were working their butt off so that we can afford the house that we were living in that i had uh all the things i ever wanted growing up um and you know my mom was always the strong person in the house i mean my stepdad like i love him to death but like my mom was the power of the house like my mom ran things uh when she was um when she was, you know, younger and uh, taking care of me and stuff. So, you know, seeing that these roles are almost reversed, we're like, you know, when I go visit my mom, take care of my mom, I'm massaging my mom's feet, I'm making sure that my mom goes on for a walk, you know, I brush my teeth with her, I, uh, you know, make sure that she showers and all that stuff. It, 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 it's, it's been a real learning experience taking care of my mom and... It, I still see my strong mom in there, right? It, it's it's rare, right? Because I don't cry like literally every time, you know, she has a panic attack. That'd be <laughs> that'd be insane. But there are there are really really hard days where uh, it's taxing on the entire family, and you know, including my stepdad and stuff. But when I cry and my mom sees me cry, there's something in her that I that gives me still hope today that she, she my mom is my mom is in there when, when when my when i call my mom these days and she's had these average days where she's able to talk normally and she jokes around with me sometimes that's this that's the that's the mom that i see when i'm crying comforting my mom when she's having a panic attack so if you are in the midst of taking care of someone uh, and you feel like no one else can understand your peril uh, because it, it's it, it's a lot of work and I'm not even with my mom all the time right I live down here in Southern California and my stepdad takes care of my mom primarily in Northern California just know that like you know there are other people that do it too um, I, I, lots of people have messaged me um, through email um about you know you know i would mention like oh uh, you know i, I would like t talk about my mom and they would say hey junie thanks for the inspiration i called my parents and it was like the highlight of their week like i have tons of those emails that i'm just 
gathering for like an episode on the podcast dedicated to wholesome emails I've re- received over the years. Um, and yeah, but I- I've talked too long about in, in this 1% section. I hope everyone has an awesome week. And um, yeah, uh, I'll see everybody on Tuesday for the stock tier list part five. Uh, very excited for it. Very grateful for how things have been uh, these last few days, family-wise, stock-wise, um, you know, Discord-wise, uh, Theta Gang. Did I say Theta Gang already? That, that's just how much it's been in my head lately. I'm very excited for the rest of this year. Um, Low-key, I'm also very excited for the Secret Santa that we're, we're that well. I would have to organize, <laughs> right? Put that back on the to-do list uh, for the Discord and the patrons. But it's gonna be super fun. Uh, yeah, good vibes. Have an amazing week.